Might need to go save a little bit more money. Put a little bit more money to the side this week. Because um, you might be finding your way to unemployment line soon. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. If you're watching the video component, yes, I am sitting on the other side of the room today. No, I didn't feel like moving all the extra furniture, but what a week we have had. Thanks for all the love and support on Amari Polar's episode last week. Had so much fun talking to her and a lot's happened. You know, we had a full week of college football Oh boy, we had a full week of the NFL. If you would like to hear about all my opinions and things on what happened on Sunday and Thursday, make sure to go check out my episode with Sam from The Girl Who Talks Sports. I'll link it up here in the cards if you're watching on YouTube and in the episode notes slash description if you want to check that out as well. We had such a good time. But since we're talking about the NFL, let's stick to it because Monday Night Football, oh boy, if you were an Eagles fan, bless your heart. I'm so sorry. It, was, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun to look at. It wasn't fun to slightly participate in. I didn't even watch the fourth quarter. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not even going to put up a front like I was watching and paying attention. I was asleep. Because all the action in the entire game was in the first five minutes. And... Ever since then, it was just all Cowboys. Like, oh, you know, Jalen and the Eagles would have a good play here, a good play there, a good run. And then it was just like, come on, like, uh, come on, y'all. I just, uh, I just couldn't do it anymore. If you watch the whole thing, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, and I'm not jealous, but I'm proud, and you're a very good person. The one thing about this game that really irked my nerve was the commentators on Monday Night Football. They were like really being mean to Jalen. And that hurt my feelings because if you're new here, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan, big Jalen Hurts fan. But I'm not the kind of fan that when athletes are not at their best, when they're not, you know, doing the best to their potential, when they're having a bad game, I'm not one to be like, oh, you can't say that, blah, blah, blah. Not that kind of fan. But some of the things they were saying, like that slander was slanderous. It was atrocious. And they were going in on him like it wasn't his, what, third NFL start in, what, seven NFL games? Like, yeah, he's not a rookie. It's technically his second year in the league. But we got to give this man a leash because even the rookies that are being put in this year, like people are like, oh, they're no good anymore. Oh, they're no this. They're no that. Like. Y'all, calm down. It's week three. And I think week three, if you're a veteran, if you're a rookie or anything, like everyone's trying to get their grasp again. Everyone's trying to get in the flow because no matter if you played all the seasons or you're new, like it's a new season. People are better. People are trying to fill out their bodies, especially if they got, you know, the COVID. Their bodies are different. Their bodies are changing. Like, Let's not, you know, say fire this person or put in this person and it's only week three. Like, at least wait till week six until, you know, we're kicking people out of their positions. And I know some people might be, you know, like week six, that's like a quarter of the way through the season. You can bounce back from week six, even if you go 0-6. I'm, I'm just saying, like, let's give people 
the space to improve and to show, oh, I'm that bad or, oh, I'm that good. Because 175%, if Jalen Hurts had went in the first round of the draft last year, all this slander would not be happening. It, it wouldn't. And you know deep down in your heart it wouldn't be happening either. But on the opposite side of the coin, the Cowboys did a fantastic job. Their offense popping, their defense popping. They were flying around. Mr. Trayvon Diggs, he did an amazing job. Even though he literally picked off Jalen Hurts every time, he was putting Devontae Smith in the actual trenches and giving him nightmares probably this morning when he woke up about that experience good for him you know I'm a stan after watching hard knocks I'm a stan of Trayvon Diggs I'm a stan of Stefan Diggs and he did such an amazing job and I think outside of you know just Trayvon Diggs that the Cowboys defense in general played a really good game like we've known in the past they've had really strong issues with defense with their D-line especially with injuries and things like that and they were able to constantly get pressure on Jalen Hurts which is a good sign if you're a Cowboys fan now let's not go putting the cart in front of the horse rodeo Cowboys because y'all know you are very infamous for doing that putting the cart before the horse you're very infamous for doing that but it's a good possibility to see what your future can hold. Now, I'm not saying you're about to win the Super Bowl this year, but I was excited to see Dak, you know, back in Cowboy Stadium, a.k.a. ATA, ATA, ATA Stadium, yeah, AT&T Stadium, the house that Jerry built, you know, back after his injury, and he did a good job. I could, I think I saw, like, something on the internet, and he was, like, a little emotional after and all that stuff, you know, so cute, so cute, whatever. But, yeah, week three in the NFL, if all I'm saying, if I was some of these teams, especially if I was some of these coaches, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, Mr. Matt Nagy, who said anyone can be our starter quarterback next week, you you need to be, you know, cautious. You need to be cautious. Might need to go save a little bit more money, put a little bit more money to the side this week. Because um, you might be finding your way to unemployment line soon. I know that three NFL Monday Night Footballs have came and gone. And last night was the first time I've actually, you know, truly tuned in to Peyton and Eli's broadcast. Which is, can I get a round of applause for whoever thought of this? Because it is so good. Like, I love them. I love them. And... I just think it's very interesting how, you know, Peyton's the whole time trying to, like, break down scheme, be very analytical. And Eli's just here for a good time. He's just here for a good time, not a long time. And he's enjoying it. And Peyton's really trying to, you know, put on put on his best, I don't know, think of an analyst person and insert their name here. It's, it's just so funny to see because Eli's just out here having a good time, making jokes, accidentally giving people the double birds. Like, it is just so funny to see their interaction especially them arguing on national tv in front of arch manning like it is just it's crisp i loved it and the most interesting guest they had on on monday was obviously mr lebron james when he said that it was a tough decision for him to stop playing football what and not only did he say it was a tough decision as he was the highest ranked most famous 15 year old in the world at that point and arguably the richest one at that point he said that he probably would have stayed 
if he had a better quarterback because he was just getting hit too much. If I was LeBron James high school quarterback, I would be somewhere so mad talking to CNBC, NBC, ESPN, the athletic complex, somebody to get your story out there, sweetheart, because that's insane. Like, he was a little high school quarterback. That boy probably never has played football since the day he graduated high school or even the last time they played. Like, come on now, LeBron. And then you're going to sit there and be like, it was the hardest decision of my life at that moment. Like, it was so hard. We all know. We all know. Like, that man, I know you have to be a little narcissistic and you got to be a slight bit of crazy one to be a professional athlete because, like I said last week with Amari, like, you're putting yourself through some of the wildest circumstances and things. But that was on a different level last night what Mr. LeBron James did on that Peyton and Eli broadcast wild but I'm here for it like let me know in the comments or in the Instagram DMs at her sports convo how you feel about the uh Peyton and Eli broadcast or if you even tune in because if you don't tune in definitely tune in next week because it was it was good and they have like guests up there they had Chris Long Nick Saban LeBron Matthew Stafford like it's very fun to just hear them chatting it up with different people so I like it I mean you should tune in especially if the commentators on the normal broadcast is making fun of your team and or quarterback and you just don't want to hear it. But oh boy, college football, did it not give us the biggest storyline, the biggest headline banner of the weekend. Clemson lost to North Carolina State University. Not only tough to see because as you know, I go to the better school of the state of North Carolina, and unfortunately in our time, we could not do that. But in our time, we also lost to the actual national champions, not the team who got smoked by Justin Fields and friends. But anyway, different conversation for a different day. I think that that football game put in grand perspective of, I'm not going to say how the tides are changing in the ACC, because no one thinks that you know, NC State is about to be at the top of the ACC by any means. But I'm saying how the ties are changing, especially in the college football playoff landscape. Like, no one sees Clemson and sees, you know, the almighty. Like, no one's looking up to them everywhere. Like, a lot of people are looking definitely straight on with them, if not down at them, because you lost to NC State. Like, ew. Like, them losing to Georgia was not, like, uh, oh my God, that's such a mark on the record. Because Georgia's a number two team. They're out here smoking teams. They won 65 to zero or something like that against Vanderbilt. But that also doesn't mean much because it's Vanderbilt. Like they, I don't know how they still have a football program, if we're being honest. Losing to NC State was not good for a multitude of reasons. We all know in college football, you lose one game and everyone's like, we're playing in the cheese nip bowl this year, y'all. So be prepared. And also, you lost two games, one of them to the number two ranked team in the country, which is okay. The next one to, like, NC State. Like, it it was bad. It's not good, especially for their college football playoffs, hopes and dreams, which I 100% call it right now. That's over. That's done with. They have no more shots at that. Now they're just trying to shoot for New Year's Six Bowl. That's their best option they got going for them right now because that college football playoffs is out of 
the landscape eyesight. It is past the mountains and over the hills. In one of the wildest circumstances that happened this week in in college football was Ohio State University and their drama. Now, you might see their score and think they won 59 to 7 against Akron. What is the drama? What are you talking about, Ashley? Well, Mr. Kavion Pope, he was pulled out of the game and he was not happy about it. He had an argument with the defensive coordinator. He had an argument with um, the Barrett guy who used to be their quarterback. And now he's like a player development person, you know, one of those folks. And then he had like a full on argument with Ryan Day, their head coach, before he like stormed off in the locker room. And he tweeted out on his Twitter, F, fill in the blank, Ohio State. Like, what, what? What, what? And then he's going to delete that tweet and follow it up with, uh, um, I'm proud of those guys. Good win. You know, best of luck to all those guys on Ohio State. Like, homie's, homie knows his time is up. He knows it's over there. This doesn't come to a shock after I, you know, read a little bit more into this and, you know, found out a little backstory about his situation over there that he has not been happy about his playing time at Ohio State in the past few years especially last year and how his position and how he's being coached and stuff he's not been happy about it so the fact that this all blew up on the field on Saturday like on national television I don't think it was like nationally nationally but it was big enough for somebody to record it and put it on the internet you know what I mean and all this drama happened and they won 59 to 7 like it's just completely insane and they also had drama because you know CJ Stroud their actual starting QB did not play in that game and they said he was only going to be used for emergency reasons because he had a little shoulder sprain shoulder injury or something like that so they used the other guy and a lot of people were saying after their you know past games which have been pretty big games that they need to sit Stroud and play um his backup and that's what they did obviously this week and he had a pretty decent game the backup but I mean we do have to take into account the circumstances of how we're playing Akron and not Michigan you know what I mean so it was a mess for Ohio State and their publicity team this week I'm glad I'm not in that office because I know it was like the full-on Spongebob scene where it's like everything is fine and like the whole place is on fire people are running around there's like papers on fire I know that's exactly how that office was and the last thing that really touched me this week I think we need to start a little segment that we wrap it up with every week called things I loved doesn't necessarily have to be good or bad but just things I loved and this week was the sweet outpour and the just overall flowers given to Miss Sue Bird as the Seattle Storm did lose in the quarterfinals of the WNBA um, playoffs this week against the Phoenix Mercury. And, you know, everyone was like, this is the last time we could see Diana and Sue go at it. And the whole entire crowd was cheering, we want one more for Sue Bird to come back for another season. And she hasn't, you know, said she's not coming back or anything. But she did say she wasn't playing on the Olympic team anymore after they won the gold. And if you see any of her interviews, especially the ones when she's hanging out with Diana Taurasi, like Diana's like, yeah, I'm not done. You know, 40 year olds, we can still dream, blah, blah, blah. And Sue's just kind of like off in the back, like, yeah, you know, I have been doing this for a long time. Like, so I wouldn't be shocked if Sue does not come back, but we're here to give Sue her flowers as well, because 
I mean, can, like she paved the way. Not only has she paved the way in the WNBA, she played the way in women's college basketball. Like she was a part, one of those first teams at UConn to like start the tradition of we're winning the national championship every year. And that's what we expect. And anything other than that is not acceptable. And so we got to give her her props, y'all. Y'all, come on, stand up. Y'all need to flood her DMs with all the love and support because, yeah, we want one more, but she's given us so much. It'd be rude for us to ask for more. But I just really like seeing that, and especially their jersey swap and people just really hyping her up because, like I said, y'all know sports can be really nasty and it can be really mean, but to see the good side and the positive side of where we're not, you know, tearing down these athletes who give us their literal lives to support them and show them the achievements that he deserves. So that's the first things I loved that I saw this week. Let me know in the comments down below or in the DMs or whatever something you saw this week you loved. Doesn't necessarily have to be in sports. Just could have been in life. I don't really care. Love to read them. Love to talk to y'all as always. But that's all I got this week. So make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe wherever you decide to listen to your podcast today. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Combo to stay up to date on all things Her Sports Combo. I will leave the episode link down below in the cards wherever you're listening to your episode of my episode with Sam that came out on Tuesday where we talked about all the things NFL week three except for Monday Night Football where you just got here. And make sure to subscribe to the Her Sports Combo main channel where I post new videos every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time covering all your good tips, things you want to know videos up there. And if you are a double dipper in both, which you should be, let me know on Instagram or just put a comment on the newest video that went up this Monday of something you would like to see on that channel. As we know, the NBA is literally right around the corner. It's like almost two weeks away. So let me know what you want to see, what you want to know who you want to see, any other basketball as podcast or people you like to follow and you want me to reach out to and see if we could uh, chop it up with them. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast channel as well. If you happen not to be watching this episode, make sure to do that too while you're at it because we're having a good time over here. We're excited. We got football, basketball's around the corner, college football, the kids are acting crazy. It's a lot going on. So as always, be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the convo.